This week on Access Louisville, we're going to talk about some of the fastest growing companies in town. It's what we like to call the Fast 50. Also, we've got to chat about this big donation coming from Papa John's controversial founder. He's been in the hot seat during the last year after using a racial slur. Now he's making headlines for different reasons. It's worth talking about. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Hi there. And Chris Larson. Hey, hey. It's just a just the three of us this time. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. This show is here to bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question. Guys, I got to take a breath before this because this is a long read. Here we go. A hot story on our website this week is about Taco Bell removing nine items from its menu. The nine items are Cool Ranch Doritos Locos Tacos, Fiery Doritos Locos Tacos, Chips and Salsa, Power Menu Burrito, Double X Grilled Stuffed with a T Burrito, Double Tostada, Chipotle Chicken Loaded Griller, Double Decker Taco, and Beefy Mini Quesadilla. How did I do on that? That's great. You did a good job, yeah. All right. So my question for you guys is, what is the best fast food item available anywhere? Can I have two? I think you can because Brooke is is struggling to come <laughs> up with one. All right. So I'll, so my two. Uh, the first one is actually a Taco Bell menu item. It is the beefy Fritos burrito, and it is exactly how it sounds. It's a little burrito with beef. And Fritos and some cheese and like some rice and some other sounds good to me. It's a dollar. I live in I live and die by what's on dollar menus at fast food places, and that is primo. So I have never heard of half of these items. Like I haven't been to Taco Bell in like a decade. So that's where that's the mistake that you're making. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little surprised to see the beefy mini quesadilla go. That was a dollar menu item that I used to enjoy a lot. I was surprised to see the double decker go because um, that was introduced like. In the 90s or something. I remember like that one introduced a long, yeah. long time ago. Some so. of these things you kind of just assume are going to stick around forever. Like I knew like the, the fiery Doritos Locos Taco was going to disappear. Like that had fad written all over it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway, what's your other one? So the other one for me is the, it used to be $2, but now it's $3. Chicken Bites box from uh, Rally's. It's, and that's exactly how it sounds. It's little popcorn chicken bites with Rally's. I've Amazing never been fries. to a Rally's. You're missing out on life. I am. You're, Apparently, I'm doing life wrong. Well, you're doing. You're probably actually doing life smart because I eat way too much fast food, and it shows. Yeah, I love uh, fast food myself. So I'm gonna say what mine is, and then I'm gonna force Brooke to say one, <laughs> and she's probably gonna say something bougie from some like non-fast Ooh. food place. She probably um, is. <laughs> mine is the Frisco melt from Steak and Shake, which um, not many people around here like Steak and Shake, but I think that's a. Heck of a sandwich. I wish there were more steak and shakes. I think a couple of them just closed. Yeah, didn't it, yeah, I think a couple a closed. Is there, any, is there any steak and shakes left in town? I, I should I look that up. There's still one in Clarksville. I drive past right, it periodically right. on trips to other, okay. uh, the many, many big box stores that are in that area. Yeah. 
Okay, so there's at least one there. So yeah, but you got to make the trip over the bridge to the. Uh, it's worth the toll for, for the, the sandwich. It's really the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brooke, what do you got? Okay, so um, I really like Shake Shack, but we don't have one of those. So oh. it's it's East Coast. I said anywhere. Oh. I said anywhere. So technically. So East Coast bouginess, and then um, In and Out Burger on the West Coast. So um, there's wow. yeah. there's that. So in so In and Out Burger really <laughs> kind of exploded in Utah. Um, in the last couple of years that I was living there, that used to be the place that everybody who made their trip to California went. They had to go to In-N-Out Burger, but then it came to the Utah Valley, and I had never been to an In-N-Out Burger, and people yeah. were losing their minds that it was coming. And I remember going there and thinking, this is about 15% better than McDonald's. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, like, um, I think... People talk up burgers like that. It's like, but you, it's like you get the taste for something that you don't always get to have. So I'm going to San Diego in a couple weeks, and like all I can think about is getting an In N Out burger. Well, I uh, like when they first announced that Five Guys was coming to Louisville, I was like, wow, Five Guys is coming to Louisville. I still have not been. Oh, it's really good. No, no, no. It's good. I can vouch for Five Guys. It's it's delicious. I thought you knew of no fast food. (laughs) (laughs) The truth comes out. (laughs) The truth comes out. I just like burger chains. Yep. Uh, no problem with that. Anyway, um, let's switch gears. I, God, has there ever been a show where we didn't talk about food? Um, I'm sure that's... I mean, shit, we should always talk about food. <laughs> I'm sure that's why half our audience tunes in. I mean, so. it's part of our part of the local identity, right? Louisville's a foodie town. Food it's identity, true. food culture. I'm a food person. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've made out of food. I love to make it. I love to eat it. I love to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. But we're gonna we're here to talk about serious things like fast growing companies. This week we released our annual list of the city's fastest growing companies called the Fast Fifty. If you want to know who's on that list, you can check out our website, which is LouisvilleBusinessFirst.com. Uh, the list includes some of the fastest growing companies in town by revenue. We haven't ranked them yet, but we will do that at an event that's coming up in October. Uh, so I love talking about this list. I think it's a uh, it's a good way to kind of look at some of the fast growing companies in town. And what kind of companies make this list, David? Well, I'm glad you asked. Actually, we're we're basically looking for companies that are independent. They're nonprofit. They're fi- uh, privately held. Um, they've one thing that's kind of a, a sticking point for some people is they've got to release three years of revenue. So they got to tell us how much they make. And, uh, are are those companies okay with releasing that revenue? Some of them uh, <laughs> have gotten shy about it in the past. Um, so companies that are on the list have to release their revenue, and if they don't, they're not on the list. Uh, but uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, we, we made the change to that format. Um, there were some companies that uh, didn't want to be on the list after we started doing that. So uh, that's understandable. I mean, yeah, it's a private totally, company. Yeah. That's their business. So. Yep. Um, so that's kind of, uh, how we made that change. Um, what we, we're kind of looking for is to just, uh, look for companies that have an average of at least a million dollars over the, uh, the last three years. And, uh, we calculate, uh, kind of the percentage of growth that they see between 20, uh, for this list between 2016 and 2018. So and we've seen some years. significant growth numbers um, in the last couple of years over some of these private companies, right? W- right. So uh, for the list, um, we have an average growth, 
for this for this year's list of the 50 companies, we have an average growth of about 70%. Last year, it was uh, 80% for the 50 companies. So yeah, pretty significant growth. There are some companies on there. Uh, I think we had three companies that make the list um, this year that had over 200% growth. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. That's super cool. Um, and uh, one more stat, uh, 10 companies with over 100% growth. So um that you that's know, great news yeah. for our city yeah right i mean it's these are the companies that you want to watch because you talk about um creating the next you know big like humana type company you yeah. know that's this is where they start out are there any companies that have just kept making the list over and over again or are these all fresh i wish we could say there were new ones every year um I mean, there are new ones every year, but but we do have some. I think that this are year repeat. we have like fifteen new ones. Yeah, so is that that's right? Pretty good. Um, there are some that repeat. Um, Apris has been on there, I think, since the beginning. Since the beginning, yeah. And uh, and VSoft has been on there many many times. Oh, so. very cool. Um, let's see. So, um, yeah, I think, I think those are the only two that really come to mind for me. So. Yeah, yeah, same for me. And something that I find interesting about the Fast 50, you know, there's a lot of questions about, you know, uh, trying to measure and disclose, like, you know, revenue growth. But one thing that's kind of cool about the Fast 50 is that it's a great equalizer. When you strat out financial performance on the basis of growth, you get big companies, small companies all thrown into the list. Like we have Brightspeed Health mm-hmm. Services. It's a $4.7 billion company on the same list as a company like Cuddle Clones, as a company like you know Calhoun construction yeah yeah, yeah. which all types and, of industries and then we all types of growth but we also break those down um on a one of the pages in the very beginning and kind of have uh, different categories so that you can kind of see how they um match up against their peer sized companies mm-hmm. um versus you know the entirety of the list with all of them in there together yeah but it is cool to see them all in there together too yeah so uh the thing i enjoy about this list is just looking at um, just seeing new companies that are rising up in Louisville. Um, I got, I, you know, it's a chance to get to, to learn about these companies. It's, uh, for us, you know, for, we're journalists, we're always looking for the companies that are out there. Um, uh, it's a good way for us to make that connection. It is. And it, you know, a lot of times companies will seek us out for this honor and mm-hmm. we'll get to learn about new companies that we didn't know were out there. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up. There's a couple different ways of companies, you know, they want to get in touch. Um, you can always go to louisvillebusinessfirst.com and uh, click on the list and leads tab on the left drop down and, and find it there. They can also fill out the uh, the Fast 50 form there. Or if they really want to, they can uh, reach out to our researcher, Allison Steins, and her email address is on the website as well. So, um, But yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's, uh, it's an interesting program we put on that's coming up in... Was it mid-October, I think? Yeah, but mid-October, yep. Yeah, so um, we'll have information about that event uh, um, on our website as well. So uh, let's switch gears now, talk about John Schnatter. This is hot off the presses. Uh, John Schnatter is, uh, had a news conference today. It's Wednesday, September 4th, and uh, at the news conference, he announced a significant donation to Simmons College, which uh, Chris was there. Uh, Part of the significance here is that Simmons College is historically an African-American institution, and of course, John Schnatter has been rebuked during the last year or so after he came out that he used a racial slur during a media training call. So obviously, uh, that has some significance here, I think, in... uh, who he chose to donate to. Uh, but Chris, what was the event like that you were at today? 
Yeah, so got back from that event like just a couple hours ago, yeah. and the event overall was positive. There's good energy, but it wasn't as nearly as enthusiastic as I was kind of anticipating. Yeah. Uh, you know, Simmons College earlier in the year uh, received a $4 million pledge from their previous trustee chairman, a guy by the name of Cecil Barnett. Uh, he pledged to donate $4 million to Simmons College. Mm-hmm. That was, and that was met with incredible enthusiasm, people standing up, cheering, uh, you know, pumping, you know, pumping fists, shouting. Mm-hmm. And while there was, you know, a standing ovation, lots of cheers, it wasn't on the same scale as this other event that I attended earlier in the year. Yeah. And the event was relatively, you know, uh, relatively short, very efficient, very well run. Uh, but once things started wrapping up, John Schnatter and President of Simmons College, uh, Kevin Cosby, got up and left. It didn't field any they questions didn't take from any the media. Questions or anything there was like no, that. they didn't. Uh, ask you know let reporters ask any other questions there really and so far there hasn't been any kind of specification on where this money is going to go to support the university yeah. so we don't know so if it's going to go for a new building or for it hasn't been for anything, anything specific like no and with the going back to uh, Cecil Barnett's donation and the donation will be made from by Cecil Barnett and his wife Jillian Barnett I want to make sure I include uh, them as a couple yeah. uh, credit that's where going to improving their physical plant. Like there's going to be four buildings that are going to be improved yeah. there. Uh, uh, Cecil Barnett actually died at the age of 79 on April 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, you know, obviously whenever that happens, there's a question on, you know, how you manage those kind of gifts from there on out. But you're comparing, you're kind of comparing and cr- contrasting the two. You kind of see John Schnatter's as, as a good thing for the college. Sure. And it's something that has a lot of positive going for it, but it doesn't, compare very well to a similar event that happened just a couple months ago. Yeah. I got the sense from reading your story that this was the first in a long-term relationship, a long-term yeah. uh, thing he's trying to do. And the, the way that this was set up by mo- by multiple people at the event, but not really clarified. Like, yeah, they didn't really it's, yeah, explain it yeah, at all. They, they didn't just explain said was, like, what this relationship is going to be, but they've said, multiple people said multiple times that this is a, you know, kind of the first step in a long-term relationship between Schnatter and you know and Louisville's you know historically black college so uh, what exactly that will look like what it means will take shape over time and we'll learn we'll let everybody know once we learn a little more yeah gotcha um and it was I hope we said it at the top of this discussion it was a million dollar donation million dollar donation yeah um and uh um you know, I thought it was interesting because he had made. Uh, we we'd been doing stories on John Schnatter all last week. After yeah, he, you can we we did a cover story. You can yeah. flip to um, our our great uh, data page on there. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, but Schnatter had just sold thirty million dollars worth of stock. Um, so uh, he's obviously got the money to give away. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely does. A uh, little point of nuance here, though, is that this donation isn't coming out of John Schnatter's like personal bank account. He's right. got, uh, yeah. got a family foundation that's set up, um, and the donation will be coming from there. And looking at their latest financial disclosures, all fi- all five hundred one c threes have to disclose kind of sure. how they're performing financially. And as far as I can tell, this would be kind of a big deal for that foundation. You know, their you know their their total gift giving uh, in the most recent year for calendar year two thousand seventeen was about one point three million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, now you can't get particularly granular with those. Uh, disclosures, they're federal, they're federal forms, and they're sometimes they're a little hard, hard to, to parse out. But yeah, you know, with just in this commitment, that would be that would be more than effectively, yeah, doubling. Yeah. So yeah. and 
Plus, he made $30 million. Who knows? Maybe more of that will go into the foundation. Well, yeah, what were their... We d- d- does their 990 disclose like what their fundraising efforts are or... Uh, this ha- uh, I learned about this about two hours ago, so I haven't had a chance <laughs> to sit through and read uh, does, federal Wait, form. you don't know all of this off the top of your head? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. When was it founded? Who's the chair? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, that, that about wraps it up for that discussion, unless any, either of you guys have anything, anything else to add about that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, given Schnatter's, you know, history from, you know, from earlier in the year after his racially insensitive comments that he made with the media training, uh, a cynic. I think the kind of a cynical way to look at this is him is John Schneider trying to buy some good press. This is like his like goodwill like, tour, will, like goodwill <laughs> tour, like he's trying to help repair his name. I can I can definitely see that. You know, you ha- as a public figure, you have to try to do some kind of good to try to outweigh something bad. That I you mean, yeah. it's definitely better than not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, that's so. true. I mean, but I mean, looking at the f- the facts on paper, John Schneider's giving a million dollars to the city's only historically black black college. That means something. That's you know, that's money that's going to go a long way to supporting some of the most disadvantaged, you know, youth in the city to help them get an education, mm. and that in turn, you know, feeds into having more professionals in the city, which turns around to benefit businesses yeah. in the city. So. The more optimistic way of looking at that is that this is a this is a you know a good thing that will have yeah. an impact on. You can look at it cynically and you know look at the dollar figure and how much he has, sure. um, but you can also look at it that way. And I think that's the way um, that Simmons president. Uh, oh no, wait, is the he was a Simmons board member, uh, yeah, Dr. Mark. Yeah, Lynn. Dr. Mark Lynn. Uh, you know. His name keeps coming up in these. Yeah, I know. I know. We brought him up stuff. before. Yeah. <laughs> so he spoke at the at the event. He's now the chairman for Simmons Board of Trustees. And uh, Reed, I'm going to read just a little bit of a quote here. Sure. Uh, reads, "This isn't a game. This isn't anything that's funny. This is real. This is who John is." I've said 100 times that Simmons to me is this little beacon of light, this beacon of hope. And with John's help, that light just got a just got a lot brighter. Yeah, that's a good so, quote. So you know. They've known each other off and on for for about two decades. So you have a guy like Mark Lynn standing up and saying, "This is this is real. This isn't a gimmick. We have this, in, like I've said before, this institution that is dedicated to helping, uh, you know, some of the most disadvantaged people in in the city." And that that's kind of the bottom line, at least for me. Yeah. Think about it in what, whatever way you will, but the bottom line is that there's this at least commitment on the part of John Schneider to give give this money. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's all in, it's all in how you perceive <laughs> the world. I that's suppose. true. Um, yeah, I think I'll wrap up the show there. Before we sign off, uh, let's go around and uh, share our social media handles. Um, I'm going to start with Chris. Yep. On Twitter at BFLuChris. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, always looking for uh, any kind of contacts there and also up for any kind of networking. LinkedIn's a good place to, to get those conversations going. Yeah. Uh, Brooke? You can find me on Twitter at at be a flu designer um, and you can find me on instagram at b timmons 26 where that's my personal account but i do a lot of cooking and stuff like that so you're more than welcome to follow me there all right and you can find me at bf lou david on twitter and on instagram i actually posted something there you this did week. it was your cat <laughs> and it was hilarious i posted a picture of a cat on the internet no one has ever done that you're so, so original David. <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> but anyway um my instagram um, handle is dman3001 that's also a personal account but um if i had my personal way i probably wouldn't do anything so it's more of a uh, <laughs> it's more of a work account but it's me posting pictures of my cats and hopefully more interesting stuff than that um one note on uh next week's show i'm going to be off 
in San Francisco for the um, the GLI um, annual glide trip. And uh, Brooke will be hosting the show next week. You get me. <laughs> so um, she was probably trying to think of a way out of it. But now <laughs> I've said it. And she now was. <laughs> she, her face is getting slightly red now that I'm uh, mentioning it on the show. So, um, And one correction from last week. Uh, we uh, accidentally said that the Goo Goo Dolls had a few good songs. None of their <laughs> songs are good. Uh, just want to clear that up. That's a correction? <laughs> yes, um, yes, it's factually FYI, inaccurate. FYI, in case there are Goo Goo Dolls fans out there, after we had this conversation, my phone then served me a notification that uh, the Goo Goo Dolls would be coming to the palace. So, so your phone just like notified you of that without looking up any Goo Goo Dolls stuff. It did. I, I just, I, so I opened Facebook. are definitely listening I opened to Facebook <laughs> the next morning and it was giving me an announcement that uh, the Goo Goo Dolls would be playing at the palace. So. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. Um, the, all your Goo Goo Dolls news here. <laughs> um, that said, uh, what was the other band we were talking about? The Gin, Gin Blossoms. Blossoms. Oh, well, it did Still good. Me. We, uh, <laughs> Haley and I both went down a 90s music like tunnel yeah. last week, and it was... I think it ended with uh, Sugar Ray's Every Morning. It so. did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, I think we do better uh, just on nonsense, and then when we get into the serious parts of the show, we're like, um, we had to like remember all these facts it's tough but when we talk about nonsense like fast food and 90s music then we just fly right through that so <laughs> um so anyway if you like uh that kind of thing um please uh, feel free to check us out on some popular podcast services such as apple spotify google and other services radio public i think we're on stitcher as well um and that's all we have for this week so thank you brooke and thanks chris um and thank you guys for listening at home bye